0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of the Best Pictures Podcast. I'm Ian, this is Maggie, and we have our friend Sangita back. Hello! And we're doing... Young Frankenstein is a follow-up to our Universal Pictures Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, so we already did the original film adaptation of the Mary Shelley novel. Now we are going to be doing basically an homage to that movie and a couple of the other Frankenstein films from like the 30s and 40s. So Young Frankenstein, for those of you who don't know, which... What have you been doing with your whole lives? Um, Okay,
0: remember, (laughs) some of us didn't grow up with cinephile parents. So the first time I saw this is when you made me watch it, like Uh, a couple three years back. I feel like
1: that's become like a motto (laughs) for this podcast is like, Ian's
2: like, I didn't watch it until Maggie made me. Basically our whole friend, friend group. It kind I of didn't is. watch it yeah. until Maggie Maybe I'm
0: not complaining. I'm just saying that's how it is. <laughs>
1: the, the first time you guys were like, we're going to put you in charge of movie night, I was like, this is what I've been training for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, Young Frankenstein. So it is a 1974 American comedy horror. It is directed by Mel Brooks. Um, stars Gene Wilder, Peter Boyle, Terry Garr, Cloris Leachman, Marty Feldman, and Madeline Kahn. So some of like the best like American comedians of the seventies for sure. Um, And as I was saying, it is a parody or I would say more of an homage to the various universal Frankenstein Mm -hmm. film adaptations. um, Because I think, you know, it is funny and it is a comedy and it is a, you know, a spoof, a parody, whatever, but it is also a really solid movie.
0: Oh, yeah. And it, it's never laughing at the source material. It's just taking the source material and doing something that's like, I don't know. It's a labor of love. St- and
2: stretching it, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly.
1: They, they just yeah. take, they basically they take what the original movies did and then take that like one comedic exactly. step with it. And you know part of that is that they were using uh, you know 1930s style techniques so like the opening credits and the closing credits like they're the old scroll style I kind of mm-hmm. wish they had done the question mark next to the monster's name that would have been a
0: That would have been a, a cherry nice on top hush. right there. That
2: actually surprised me like I was not expecting like the long credit scene or like so much of it to feel so old-timey and yeah. so and like Yeah. had you seen it before? I had. A long time ago. But it makes such a difference when you watch it after watching the original. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like, I could point things so directly.
1: Um, Because there's, like, the opening credits. They do, like, the scene transitions. like, the iris outs, Mm -hmm. the wipes, like, the fades to black. Like, all of that is Mm -hmm. very 30s. And I think there's one shot in particular. I don't remember what it was. But um, because Ian and I watched, like, rewatched it this weekend Mm -hmm. um, for the podcast. And there's a shot that kind of starts on, like, a a lamp or a window and then tracks down the wall onto the main characters. And like, that hit me as such, like, that is such like a thirties, forties shot. Like you just don't get that kind of lingering shot over, I guess you could say over nothing, but it's really like giving you time to like appreciate set design. And like, I, like, I don't know. That's just something that I feel like you don't see anymore. Yeah. And the same with the score. It's like very much a period score,
0: and it's also, there when you need it, but not when yeah, you get just-
1: Yeah, well, very much like a lot of kind of those earlier sound films. Now, like, the first original, Frankenstein, really has, like, basically no score. But, like, I also re-watched Bride of Frankenstein um, this past weekend because I have not seen that in ages. And um, that is one of kind of the three main Frankenstein films that this parodies. And, like, while it's not the same score, it is a very similar, like, tone and a sort of... Minimalistic score that oh, is used in that film, yeah,
2: and like music actually has a place in this film, right? Yeah, it's not just a yeah, story, well, and it, a it does in
1: Bride of Frankenstein as well, oh, cool. um, which I think okay. is kind of where they pulled that from, and then they continued to weave the theme throughout the movie. Okay, so I'm actually going to jump into like the last little bit of background because we're all clearly itching to just like dive into our analysis of this (laughs) one. Um, But it is number 13 on the American Institute's 100 Laughs film. It was actually Gene Wilder's idea and he helped to write the script, which is why I think I would say this is pretty different from a lot of other Mel Brooks movies. Like there are a couple jokes in there that are like jokes that appear in every Mel Brooks film, like the Mm -hmm. Walk This Way joke. But on the whole, like, I think this definitely has a different vibe. And I would like to put that kind of at Gene Wilder's doing would be my imagination. Like, I feel like Mel Brooks is the last Gene Wilder's, like, the heart and soul. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I can see that.
1: Yeah. Um, As I was saying, this is based on several uh, Frankenstein movies that Universal did. The main ones are, like, the 1931 Frankenstein, 1935 Bride of Frankenstein, 1939's Son of Frankenstein, and uh, 1942's The Ghost of Frankenstein. So kind of those main canons. Yeah. Um, It was nominated for a few Academy Awards. So it was nominated for Best Sound Recording and nominated for um, Best Writing Adapted Screenplay.
0: I'm really sad it didn't win for the Adapted Screenplay. Screenplay. There
1: are a couple of other things that I definitely think it should have been nominated for. Uh, but we'll get into that, I think. Um, <laughs> well, and what uh, would have gone... i
2: Gene Wilder. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one.
1: I'm like, Gene Wilder. <laughs> he was brilliant. He should have been nominated for um, uh, Best Actor. Um, it, then uh, a couple other awards. So Cloris Leachman and Madeline Kahn were both nominated for Golden Globes. Um, nice. Yeah, and then Putting on the Ritz is number 89 in the American Film Institute's Top Songs in Movies.
3: Ian <laughs> 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 and practicing our as we watched the movie. <laughs> Nothing screams sophistication
2: like a monster singing. Irving Berlin. <laughs> so good. No, Maggie,
0: well, it was late, so I think that was oh, yeah. part of it. But. Yeah,
2: it
1: was kinda late. And I started singing the song with the movie, and then Ian jumped in at that part and it caught me completely by surprise. Yes. That's
0: what I'm here for. Comedic okay. relief.
1: I think we're good to just dive into watching it. So that's the last little bit of like fun trivia I had.
0: Oh yeah. So opening up with the castle, it opens with the castle shot initially, mm-hmm. which again, perfect homage to Mm -hmm. what we've seen Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with, like, the castle reveal in the original Frankenstein.
1: Also, and I know this is really obvious, but I feel like we should mention it for anybody who hasn't seen the film. It's in black and white. Yes. And it was
0: filmed in the 70s. Yeah, so
1: that was super rare at the time. Um, You know, you didn't get a lot of, and I mean, you don't really now, but you didn't get, like, any really artistic pictures being filmed in black and white. But, um, so, like, definitely, like, a choice. And, like, that is how, like, that's why it's an homage, I think, because like they are very dedicated to kind of recreating the vibe of the source material.
0: Yes. Yep. And again, embarrassingly, initially when I first started watching this, I had forgotten that it was a comedy, because um, <laughs> I'm just a horribly unsophisticated film. Watcher. Wait, when you um, were
1: rewatching it this time? No,
0: no, 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 no. Like when I had dusted it off the day after I'd watched the original Frankenstein. Oh. So, like, we come upon the scene with the casket and the skeleton holding this box. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. What am I in for here? Yeah.
1: Well, like, What's yeah. about to jump out and get me? Exactly. Oh, this is why I love like the the brand of comedy in this film is like 100% like the type of comedy I live for because <laughs> the entire situation is ridiculous. A lot of the jokes are just dumb. dumb. But, but every it, character is so like bought into that world and they there are a couple times that they kind of break the fourth wall but like very few. Right. And so, like, to the characters, it is so real, and they react to everything so seriously. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love that. Like, yeah, I'm, like, back I want... And forth with the
0: box. Yes,
1: like, mm-hmm. yes, like, the corpse of, the, like, Victor Frankenstein just holding the box and the guy trying to, like, pry it from his cold, <laughs> exactly. dead fingers, basically. And it's, like, it's a stupid joke, but it's, like, just... It's the same time it's like kind of subtle and it's just like I don't know.
2: Well, and so- it's such an accessible joke, right? Like yeah. the humor in this movie is the kind of humor my dad can watch. <laughs> and yeah. It, like <laughs> most jokes go
3: way over. Well, I think
2: head. that's a good point. You know? And I like I think that's what makes the movie so special to so many generations yeah. is that like it's not this it's not simplistic humor, but it kind of is, right? Well,
1: it's the idea that there's like layers to the joke, yeah. I think, where exactly. it's like you can laugh at the slapstick the exactly. slapstick comedy aspects of it, but then you can also laugh at some of the wordplay. But then if mm-hmm. you have the background of knowing about the Frankenstein exactly. films, it opens exactly. up like an entire new level to you. So like yes. you really can enjoy it. It's got layers. At any level. It's like Shrek. It's like it's an, an onion. onion. <laughs> or a parfait, guys. Or <laughs> a parfait. Everybody likes parfaits. Anyway,
0: we very quickly move into the lecture scene where we get Correct. introduced to Doctor Frankenstein. Frankenstein,
2: I, and may I note that there were many more women in the classroom this time. Yeah, yay seventies! <laughs> um,
1: I also like literally my second note of my watch notes is Gene Wilder should have gotten nominated for this.
0: <laughs> I mean, he really should have. Well, he get,
1: he also just delivers like I don't know, probably I would say like six or seven monologues throughout the oh. entire movie probably two of at least two of them are in this sequence for sure yes, for sure and he kills it every single time
0: well and then you have the subtlety of what he did with the scalpel when he inadvertently stabs god. himself well, in well, the thigh well because you get
1: you get one of his students who stands up and <laughs> the is little he's, shit yeah oh, oh he's my god super annoying. Um, but uh so doctor i was about to say frankenstein but we'll come kind of frankenstein, frankenstein. Um. Yeah. For now. <laughs> so he's giving the lecture, you know, about like neurology in the brain to his class of med students, and then there's one student who just kind of wants to needle him about it's. I, I think it's his grandfather, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His grandfather's work, and he's like, "My grandfather was very sick, man. Like, you know, we're not going to talk about it." And like the student won't stop, and he ends up, you know, giving this very kind of enraged, mon- enraged monologue about like how. His grandfather was wrong and, like, did stupid things and everything. And at the end, he, like, he, at some point, he, like, waves the scalpel to, like, make a point. And at the end, he's so, like, upset. He, like, just stabs himself in the leg with it. Like, inadvertently. Yeah. And Gene Wilder's reaction to it, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's so good. Mm-hmm.
0: It was just complete indifference to the fact that he had just stabbed himself. Well, it's really kind of like yeah.
1: there, like he realizes well, what he did and there's just an expression on his face like, Welp! And then he crosses his legs so that the one leg hides the scalpel and he like very subtly just like pulls it out and you can tell it really hurt, but like he's trying not to show it. Yeah.
2: But there's also this like crazy glint in his eyes when he's doing it. And to me, I thought it was perfect because like this, the science that he was teaching the kids about were like... It was about voluntary and involuntary reflexes, right? Oh, Oh, yeah. And so, like, this. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but like, there's this very clear involuntary
3: reaction reaction that he's trying
2: to get over. And I don't know. That's brilliant. I totally missed that parallel. This is why we have Sangeet on the podcast. You know, you know, I don't know. And I just like that, yeah, like the preservation of life. Like, is that not related to death at all? Or like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, he was just very passionate about yeah. it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I For
1: something that is, I think, you know, first and foremost, a, com- a comedy, they do still like touch on those main themes a little bit, like in a very oh, yeah. funny way, yeah, but exactly. they're still there.
0: So after that scene, it's pretty clear that the man who had stolen the box from the skeleton has given it to (laughs) Frankenstein.
1: Frederick Frankenstein. Not Frederick, (laughs) as is established later.
0: But they're on the train platform, and we have one of my favorite scenes. Madeline
1: Kahn. What a treasure. (laughs) What a treasure. What a treasure. She is
0: absolutely a treasure. I love her.
1: Yeah, so they're on like the... um, Foggy train platform, and she's his fiance, um, and basically they're like she's saying goodbye to him so he can like travel to wherever. It it is Transylvania, Transylvania. yeah, yeah, but he's
0: taking a train from like the United States. We assume
1: the United States,
3: I guess. I don't think
1: they ever fully established, but yeah. Um, but their their whole scene on that platform, (laughs) their whole scene on that platform where it's like I. I feel like it starts with like the tearful goodbye. She's like, I'll just say it. You've got it, mister. Because she like can't well, express it's her love. what's
0: taken me. Okay. How, what, what is the exact line? You I think I wrote it, it down. You it's can like, do it better. How can I possibly summarize what's taken me a lifetime to realize? You've got it, mister.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs>
0: well, and then he tries to be affectionate with her and yes. she's like all dolled up to go For, to like, a, a party. party. Yeah. And she's like, oh no, not the lipstick. I don't want to look up with my, it's, it's all smeared. And then she's like, oh no, not the hair.
1: Nothing. Oh no, then, not the nails. Not the and then nails. he goes, like, grabs her hands and she's like, oh, my nails.
0: And then taffeta, darling. Oh yeah, and he like goes
1: to hug her. She's like, taffeta. And he like thinks that he's like, taffeta? I no pet name. Oh, pet, okay. yeah. And then she's like, no, no, no. no, no. The dress is taffeta. <laughs> it wrinkles easily.
3: Oh, and there's it's fantastic. When
1: they do that close-up shot of like him behind her with his arms around her, <laughs> some of the fur on Madeline Kahn's coat collar gets stuck in Gene Wilder's yeah. mouth. Yes. And, and he's it, just like. <laughs> and you're just like. Spits it out, but it's so, like again, that's something where you're like, there's no way that was planned, but they just the actors just roll with it because there are a couple of things that I think are like definitively were ad libbed. Oh, and nice. like the actors just go with it, like they're. I
2: mean, yeah. It's oh, cool. the entire time I was wondering, like, they're how amazing comedian. How much of them oh, is yeah. just being like intuitively funny yeah. people? Mm-hmm.
0: But. The like cherry on top of the scene is when she dodges the kiss. Yeah, that yeah. He, blew.
2: <laughs> he blows a kiss at her
1: as like he's yeah. holding onto the train as it goes out the station. And she like panics and dodges it. Oh,
0: Ugh. and then coughs on the smoke as she uh It if you well you should watch the whole film. Yes, but but if you have to only watch one scene, it should be this one.
1: This yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. probably. That is probably. my opinion, and I'm sticking I, by it. I'm right. gonna say it's <laughs> it's a good scene. yeah. That's, so. It's up there. Um, I've That scene also made me realize something about this film too. Just like the quality of the production design.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
1: it reminds you a lot of the, old, the older films. Like, I mean, not mm-hmm. just in the fact that like, obviously they are building sets to look like a lot of those sets, but like there is quality to that production design. Like there's yeah. depth to it and detail to it, which like we definitely saw in the original.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it honestly reminded me of some of the train scenes we had in like all quiet on the Western Front, and I'm trying to remember the which one it was, but it's like it has the same feel as those on the train platform yeah. that's supposed to be like this old style. Well, because like, anyway,
1: and like everything's yeah. real too. Yeah. Which like, I mean, we're in the '70s, so like, you weren't really in like CGI age. Like, you're not in CGI age yet. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I I I have a real love of like yeah. real. You're detailed a sucker for practical sets. effects. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just like the real set too. Yeah.
2: Well, people interact with it, Exactly.
1: And it just adds, like, a depth and dimension. Definitely. Totally agree. Um, And then we're also at the... So we go from the one train station, uh, theoretically somewhere in America, undisclosed. We don't know.
0: I mean, the accents point to America. Yeah, that's what you might get.
1: Um, To the Transylvania station, which, where we meet Igor...
0: Well, they were wrong, weren't they? He,
1: <laughs> yes. So, of course, you know, in a throwback to the old Frankenstein movies, he's like, "I thought it was Igor," because of course, yep, Frederick Frankenstein is still insisting that it's Frederick Frankenstein, and so Igor's like, "Well, it was Igor. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Frankenstein, then it's Igor." Right. I get to play too. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, and I love that the, the way Mar- it's Marty Feldman. Yeah, who plays he's Igor. brilliant. It's. The, the disbelief he has when Frankenstein is like, oh, well, I can help you with this hump. What, <laughs> yeah, what hump? hump? <laughs> and uh,
2: and the, just, uh, just the awkwardness afterwards, like Gene Wilder's expression and how yeah. he's just like,
1: uh. Well, mm, and for uh. for an actor who is like so comedically gifted, Gene Wilder is like one of the best straight men in comedy, too.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like complete and utter. It's not stunned silence, but it's just like speechless
2: it's so realistic. That I, no, that yeah. is what it, it's like. That's exactly how it, I would respond. Yeah, like
1: just <laughs> it's just like the, what? there's like several things where like Igor will do something and Gene Wilder's reaction is just like, I, uh, okay, okay, it's okay. okay. I can't. Yeah, right. well, like, like the, I'm not gonna ask.
0: Yeah, like the walk this way. Line yeah. where he's like, okay, walk down the the steps with this cane, like yeah, this.
1: So, yeah, it's like, walk this way. It's like, walk this way, as in go this direction, or walk this way, walk like me, Awkward. like exactly. that double entendre. That's, like I said, that's one of the jokes that appears in, I think, pretty much every Mel Brooks film because in it's some a form. classic
2: pun. Yep.
0: It's fantastic. But then we get another one of my favorite lines when they go to the little cart. And they have who we find out is Inga, the, the lab, lab assistant, assistant lab played assistant.
1: by the wonderful Terry Gar, so the incomparable of,
0: Terry Gar. Yes. So, <laughs> uh,
1: I would say there, so. Another thing about this movie that I think is really interesting is it is definitely a comedy, and you have three very strong female comedians mm-hmm. in it: um, in Terry Garf, Cloris Chlor- Leachman, and Madeline Kahn, and so all three of them, Terry Gar was the only one who wasn't nominated for an award, but like oh. she holds her own, a hundred percent.
2: That's a travesty. and she's with good, Gene Wilder, like
1: yeah, oh yeah. Luffy. Well, and I think it's because Inga as a character doesn't have as much of like the just out there lines, and she's a little bit more of a reserved, realistic character. I think a little. Bit. Yeah, except think she about, has lines like "Think about lift Madeline. me
0: up right here, right, right now, right here, right here." <laughs> oh, oh, that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, well, it's the, the like fabulous one uh, swing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, but think about like the the outrageousness of like Madeline Kahn's performance and like Florence okay, sure. Leachman's performance. Sure. So in comparison, she is more uh, subdued,
0: but, but a, she's a, great. But in absolute terms, she's so good. Yeah, no, it's
1: yeah. There's not a there's not a bad performance yeah. in this movie because
2: well because her role could have been like very damsel and distressy yes. in an annoying way. Or very like we or talked like about this. because we're like very thing, stereotypical, yeah. and I felt like it just wasn't. Well, she right?
1: she is technically <clears throat> filling that, that stereotypical role. Yeah. role from like movies of that era. But in a lot of scenes, Inga's, like, the most intelligent person there. Like, she's the one who notices what's going on. She's the one yeah. who, when they have the whole bookcase fiasco <laughs> with the candle and, like, the, yeah. the, the passageway. Like, don't hold
3: that candle. Yeah, she's <laughs> the one who's, like,
1: don't grab that candle. That's the one who, that, like, trips the secret door. Like, she's she's not stupid. And, like, Terry Gard just, like, lets her be funny yeah. without making exactly. her have to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: And her line.
3: Roll, roll, roll,
1: roll. I definitely didn't get that joke the first time I watched that movie because I was prob- Were you I was time. probably like eight, yeah.
3: Yeah, just so again, chalk it
1: up to the list of movies that i've watched <laughs> way too young <laughs> well that, that's the layers right yeah like, exactly yeah it's <laughs> the layers of comedy i think ian when we're watching it you, you compared it to like some disney movies well yeah
0: it's sort of like you got to throw those little snippets in for the adults in the disney movies so that exactly. they actually yeah. want to watch them yeah exactly. so they're like
1: funny and entertaining on multiple levels exactly this i would say though leans more towards the adult comedy <laughs> i mean for sure
0: the Wet nice what knockers n- line, yeah. for example.
3: Right.
1: right. <laughs> exactly. Also, on the ride to the castle, there is like one of my favorite exchanges, and that's when they're driving like through the creepy woods, and you hear the wolf howl. Yes. And Inga's like werewolf, werewolf. and Jane Wilder goes werewolf, and then Igor just says, "Their wolf, their wolf. castle." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Why are you talking like that?" And he just goes, "Oh, I thought you wanted to." I find that so funny.
0: It's fantastic. <laughs> well, again. Igor is amazing and he's the one that like, I don't know. To me, he's kind of like the tongue-in-cheek wink, wink at the audience, yeah. and he does it yeah, he's, a, like actually does break. He's the, the one he who breaks the fourth
1: wall every now and then.
0: But lines like that are just so like, funny. okay, I'm not going to buy in. I'm going to buy in and follow along yeah. with your absurdity, but I'm not going to take this role as seriously as you. Well, but you kind of like need that. Deep it works. Because,
1: but Igor, in like other ways, is like the most eccentric one. Oh yeah. Um, but I in will most say, ways. <laughs> in all ways.
0: I mean, he has a moving hump. His for hump God's moves sake. from
1: shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> sure. But it's, I just want to touch on the breaking. The fourth wall for a minute because actually, what I had read was part of when Gene Wilder kind of came up with the concept for the movie and like approached Mel Brooks with it. Is he did not want Mel Brooks, he wanted him to direct but not and to help write but not to appear in the movie because Mel Brooks usually does appear in some form in all of his movies. And I think Gene Wilder, if I remember correctly, his argument was that Mel Brooks breaks the fourth wall too much Mm. and is and he wanted it to be like a very kind of like This is a bit of an oxymoron, but a serious parody, which I think I'm totally on board with. And I think there's a reason that I know a lot of people argue that Blazing Saddles is like the funniest Mel Brooks film, but as far as just like quality of film and good filmmaking, Young Frankenstein is the best. And I think part of that is because it leans into the world so strongly and you Mm -hmm. do have very limited Mm -hmm. breaking of the fourth wall and like. Mel Brooks, I think he's a phenomenal writer and director. I would say not the best actor.
0: I will come back after watching more of his films, <laughs> <laughs> meaning more than just this one. And I
1: certainly haven't seen all of them. I've, right. I've seen several,
0: but... I mean, enough of a sample will give you a good
1: yeah. feel yeah. for
0: what it is. But So they get to the castle and we're introduced to another one of my favorite characters. This is um, played by Cloris Leachman. Mm-hmm. Which okay. say that
1: name 10 times fast. I will right.
0: because it makes me think chlorine bleach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not so because good. she's so acerbic, but because she's amazingly oh, she's a so deadpan. Funny. But, like, oh. so first of all, her name is Frau Blücher.
3: <laughs> I Forgive yeah.
0: my horrendous German, but it means glue. So every time that happens, we get a horse whinny. So, again, love this character. She's super serious. So, she is like that mysterious castle she's like ground like an not outraged, groundskeeper, she's, but, she's
1: Mrs. Danvers-esque.
0: Yes, but mm-hmm. much less sinister. Like she's creepy and serious, but she's not like malicious in the way that Mrs. Danvers is.
2: She's just misunderstood.
0: Yeah. She's she's yeah, I mean no one knows. Mrs. <laughs> her boyfriend,
2: right?
1: Exactly.
2: She misses her
1: boyfriend. Her delivery of that line.
0: Anyway. <laughs> but my favorite thing about this first scene is the candelabra she has is not lit.
1: Yeah. You pointed that out to me and I never <laughs> noticed that before. That is another thing that I like because I've watched this movie actually several times recently in preparation for this podcast just cause because it's it never gets a old. national One, treasure. Yes. it's October. And, yeah, Two. of course. And it never gets old. <laughs> yeah. But it's like every time you watch it, there's like some little thing that you notice that like cracks you up and makes oh, you yeah. giggle.
0: So that was it for Maggie. I'm actually kind of amazed I pointed that out.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, the candelabra isn't lit. And she as she's like walking them up this staircase, she's like, be careful. The staircase is treacherous. And you're like, well, if you lit the candelabra. It
0: would <laughs> but again, that was another place where Gene Wilder had the perfect expression where it's just like, Oh well, I guess I'm deep in shit now. Yeah, but
1: I'm yep. gonna go with
3: it. Well then of course their
1: whole exchange when she like shows him to the room. There's well, and I loved the old 30s style acting she did where she does yes. the slip-up where mm-hmm. she calls um the old dead Frankenstein, she calls him Victor, and then she's like oh, like very overdone, like hand to mouth, and it's like I yes. need hair Frankenstein. <laughs> and it's
0: and, and then then she's th- like, Would you like a brandy?
1: And then she, like, turns to leave. Or he's like, no, she, like, turns to leave. Turns back around. Some warm milk.
0: But the Perhaps. way she moves her head where she's just kind of, like, looks down into the side yes. in a way. I just did it <laughs> reflexively.
3: This is too much of a <laughs> visual like, episode. It, it
0: really is. That is another scene that is definitely worth worth watching because the physicality of Chloris is on point. Also,
1: I think we've addressed this in a couple other movies before, but the rule of threes this movie yes. nails it. So, like, she does it three times because it's, yep. like, the would you like some warm brandy? No. Leave some warm milk, perhaps. Leave some Oval Ovaltine. And he's like, the... no, leave the third oval Ovaltine. It's Ovaltine. And he's like, i, I was so you, distracted leave. by
0: her, like,
3: Which, acting. Which, is I... disgusting, so I get but it. Then, and then,
1: of course, you get, like, the kind of overdone uh shot in the mirror of her like mm-hmm. kissing the portrait of the grandfather's cheek and saying like good night Victor and then Gene Wilder's like expression when he like sees it it's so thirties <laughs> I love it
0: definitely a period well it's like a period piece anyway like you yeah. said a serious parody yeah so we then cut to Frankenstein sorry Frankenstein, Frankenstein Frederick having a bad dream being like destiny destiny yeah what's the <laughs> I don't um,
1: remember the no. end of it
0: there is nothing I think it's no is it no escaping no, no death escaping for me destiny I thought it was no destiny, escaping that destiny, for destiny
1: no escaping I, I we know. watched Even it I works.
0: promise <laughs> 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 um but we have Inga come in and like wake him up which I'm kind of like okay I love that she's like, oh my god, doctor, what are you doing? And she's just in there in like her nightgown, and he's just like not even noticing. Really, did you notice that? It's just like, oh, she's my lab assistant. She's here. It's fine. I right. really like, liked he, how yeah, they he played over.
3: Yeah. He was very over-react.
0: professional in that sense, which I think I don't know yeah. the tension there. I have liked.
1: No, there I like they're fun pairing. Um, you know, both the characters and then just Terry Gar and Gene Wilder on screen together. Um, mm-hmm. But they hear... They're woken up by this, like, violin music, which, like...
0: We get the first theme music. The score is beautiful. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely beautiful. And it's, like, usually just that simple violin going. Um, and...
0: With a twist later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's 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 a horn that they add for, like, two
3: notes. <laughs> again, one of my favorite jokes in the yes. film.
1: Which isn't a joke that I had really remembered until we were re-watching it. And I yep. was like, this cracks me up so much. Um... <laughs>
0: But then you have this fantastic door scene. So like Maggie said earlier, mm-hmm. it's Inga who's like, oh, it's coming from behind the, t- the bookcase. Here, let's see what's going on. And Frankenstein is immediately like, oh, there's a trigger, some yep. way to do this. And Very
1: dramatically removes a book. Yeah. Yeah, didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I love how he removes it and they both jump they back. They both jump.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like right together. Again, physical comedy in this film, yes. on oh, point. on point. <laughs> but then we know it's the candle. And we get the fantastic line, but... The candle. Yeah. Well, first back.
1: he's looking at the books. He's like, "Hand me the candle." Inga hands him the candle. She removes the candle. Door spins. He's in the passageway. So then they're trying to figure out how they're going to make it work. So he's like, "I'll block it with my body," and ends okay. up squishing.
0: Yeah. Can I just say immediately when I heard him say that, I'm like,
2: bad, bad plan, idea. bad plan. Or just like my body cringe, right? Like, yeah, oh, you're that's like, going oh, to hurt. I was like, I think I felt really some ribs crack. Yeah.
1: Um. But he ends up smushed in the doorway. They like figure it out finally where Frederick is on the proper side of the wall in the bedroom. And then you just hear Ian goes, put the candle back.
0: (laughs) And it was the same delivery again. Yeah. Yeah. This was, I think, another like rule of, well, this was not a rule of threes, but again.
1: It's a a similar thing though, where like they're. The repetition. They're turning. Yes, the repetition. They're turning the joke kind of back in on itself. And they, they never take a joke too far. Oh, they always cut it off at the right point when they needed to. Yeah,
0: agreed. But now we get them going down into this creepy, like cobwebby dungeon. We talk about
1: how dense the cobwebs are. (laughs) Disgusting.
0: But another one of my favorite like letdowns in this particular scene is you have all of this buildup coming to a door and Frederick grows to turn the handle and the handle just crumbles. Yeah.
1: That, is, that is a good point where like all of this comedy in this film is like based on, so we all know the trope of the Frankenstein yeah. movies. We all know that they're monster movies. We all know that they're like horror movies. And so it's like the buildup of tension the way you would in a horror movie, but it always ends
0: in a joke. Exactly. Yeah. But, but that's then the comedy in general,
2: right? It's like mm-hmm. you, push, you push, you push, you push, you push, And then in like the emotion is like. Yeah, but I would say that like it is a very
1: specific type of tension that they are building. Like it is a tension towards like, it's a creepy tension, not like a necessarily, sure. I would say some comedy will build on like an energetic note or it'll mm-hmm. build on like like you know it's building to a joke. And I guess you know theoretically know this is building to a joke unless you're Ian watching it and forgot that it well, was a comedy. <laughs> I mean,
0: even if you're watching it for the first time though, you don't know when the jokes are coming. No. Yeah. So that's the part that's But like really that is delightful. I think
1: what would actually separate this movie from like an actual horror movie and kind of from those original movies is that whereas the build up intention in like a horror movie or an original Frankenstein ends in something tragic or you know a jump scare or something like right. that and here it ends in their joke and that's kind of like mm-hmm. how the separation takes place I guess it's kind of how like with Shakespeare you know if it's a comedy or a tragedy by the ending like right if they get married it's a comedy right if they, if die, they die it's a tragedy, <laughs> it's a tragedy. but yeah. everything in the middle is like up for grabs
0: but it's great then we get the one of my favorite scenes with the skulls <laughs> Yes. And how long they've been dead. So it's like <laughs> yeah. two, two
1: years, years yeah.
0: one year, six, six months, months, freshly dead. And it's Igor.
1: <laughs> yeah. I literally jumped. Singing, singing actually a Judy Garland song from the 1930s <laughs> Judy Garland Mickey Rooney film.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Strike he, up the band. So oh, to
1: watch it. Nice.
0: Igor cracks me up in this scene too. Because they end up going through the next door and Igor's like, oh, it looks dangerous. You go first. Yep. <laughs> and he's the one that once they get in the next room. is like,
1: Of all the characters in the film was the one I identify with the most. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Madeline, Madeline caught a little bit. I was On my say... bad days, I'm Madeline Kahn.
0: I mean... You don't want to sing. Mine eyes have seen the. Thine eyes have seen the glory. I can't right.
1: sing it that note,
2: so.
0: Well, just sing it like an octave lower, and it's fine. You know?
2: I feel like it's not the same impact. But you understand the importance of not crushing taffeta. I and do understand smearing things. lipstick. So. <laughs>
0: and if you get to wear that wonderful little diamond headpiece.
2: With, with my elbow, exactly. Oh,
0: we forgot to mention that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goodbye. The, the elbow <laughs> goodbye. <the> elbow. <laughs> Sorry to go back. But That's the anyway. new
1: Best Pictures Podcast Secret Handshake. That's how there you'll goes. identify other fans is do the young okay. Frankenstein elbow. Goodbye. It's like pie. a challenge
0: coin, but cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in what we learn is the, the um, laboratory. But we have this switch scene where, again, Igor's like, in self-preservation, you do it. Frankenstein flips one switch it like blows up and then for some reason he decides it's a good idea to flip the other switch. I know switch. I'd be
1: like no no no, no exactly. your turn now. Excuse you. But I love the way they handle this so he flips the switch that is actually the light switch and it lights up the lab which actually it all looked like exactly the so same. I, like believe, I believe I believe they the used the exact name. same stuff yeah so most of the lab equipment used as props was the actual stuff created by Kenneth Strickfaden for the 1931 Frankenstein. Oh that's yeah. smooth. Um, And so, you know, but as it lights up and it kind of pans over the deserted lab, you have the like voiceover of like the original creation scene. And was it the exact one? I forgot to look up if it was the exact one, like the exact audio. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It sounded like it as far as like just voice yeah. intonation and quality, even of the sound recording.
0: It was good. And again, that also felt very period appropriate where it's like, okay, oh, for sure. We want to literally hear the echo of what occurred in a previous yeah. time. Which, in some senses, like normally I would say that's kind of heavy handed, but I loved it here.
2: Well, it works oh, here like, so because much as mm, like I wouldn't call it heavy handed. But like it slaps you, right? Yeah. 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 Like this this movie is over the top,
1: but right. in like the most wonderful way.
0: Right. Well, and it's like to your point, Maggie, where I had issues in the original Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> I, I'm be, oh. How would you like to say it today? <laughs> Frankenstein.
0: Isn't it isn't it like Victor in the first movie? Henry. <laughs> we,
1: we went through we went through this in the Frankenstein episode about how they like messed up yes. a bunch of the names.
0: And then they had a friend who was Victor who was not Frankenstein. Yeah,
1: let's not go into it Frankenstein.
0: again. Frankenstein. Um but the the
1: uh, Um Colin Clive, who yes. plays uh Dr. Henry Frankenstein in like, the original. I thought his
0: he his acting was just not matched by his supporting like any of the rest mm-hmm. of the cast. Yeah, so it so left me, kind of a it felt, weird. It was like way over the top feeling to me. But then in this film, because every single person in the the cast is acting he's up to this top. level of energy and is over the top, even if Gene Wilder was at the same level, it didn't feel well, so out of place. Okay, so
1: I actually noted that when he gives a lot of those monologues because there's another one of his monologues coming up where he's like. It's possible it's possible mm-hmm. to like actually yeah. do this. It reminded me so much of Colin Clive Colin. of just like mm-hmm. the like manic energy and like the way yes. he would
0: you're making crazy eyes expressions. Adding. I know. You're like emulating them. <laughs> but, like yeah, like the crazy
1: eyes and the expressions and the energy and the intensity like it very much reminded me of Colin Clive. So now like imagine if everyone else in the original had been matching Clive's energy the entire time.
0: I might have wanted it to have gone on past 70 minutes. <laughs>
3: there you go.
0: But we then finally, okay, so now this is like the third room they've been in and they're about to go into a fourth room, mm-hmm. which we come into this other room and it's like, what is this room for- used for? There's a violin there and e- Igor's like, oh, it's still warm. <laughs> he touches
2: warm. the chin he rest. touches the chin rest. Still
1: warm.
0: Okay, I've been there though. I've been like, did I did I play this recently? Oh yeah, it's still. Warm. Yeah, I was about to say was,
2: we
1: watched this with like some friends not too long ago. They're like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, nah, you could tell. It's actually you, not. You could tell.
0: Yes, and also the oh, and his cigar is still left, which I love that they said his, his cigar, cigar there. That was like yeah. beautiful. It's a little bit of
1: like a MacGuffin.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So to spoil it, we know in the future that it's Frau Blue Bluecher. So I love how they immediately assume it's just some guy who's down here. It's great.
1: Yeah, which considering the limited occupancy of this castle. Right, and how
2: difficult this room is to access.
1: There is only one person living in the castle who's not present.
2: Right. What do we think?
0: I mean, apparently their powers of logical deduction are not particularly good. Well, because
1: they're like standing in that room and he's like, why could this room be used for it? as I lounge on a bookshelf full of books? With and there a a book giant, on the there's a giant table. that just says how, how I Did It by Victor Frankenstein. And then he's like, There's nothing here or what is it? Inga goes, There's nothing here but books and papers. And he's like, Books and papers? That's it.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> it's a private library. Yeah. Oh, delightful.
1: Well, and then they do too. There's one more thing I wanted to mention because they do this a couple of times with Frankenstein, Inga, and Igor is where they have the three of them standing kind of in a line from tallest to shortest, so from Frankenstein to Igor. And they'll do kind of this, like, cascade joke where, like, Frankenstein looks at Inga mm-hmm. who looks at Igor, who looks away, then looks yes, back at Inga, looks back. who looks back at Frankenstein.
0: Yes. Well, and it's like when they realize a little bit later when the monsters escaped and they're in the doorway, you'll see Frankenstein put his hand to his mouth and then Inga, Inga does do it, it. And, and then I go do it. it so.
1: It's very like Three Stooges. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Or Mark's Loved Brothers. It. One of the two. It's your rule of three again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. So the next scene after they finally discover what this is, is where you have Frederick reading the, the book, How right. I Did It.
1: And he decides yep. that like it's possible they're going to make the monster. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And this is where I, I love the breakfast scene. So this is when Frederick starts like actually thinking through how he's going to do it. And he's like, ah, oh, he must be giant. Because, you know, it makes all the working on the veins better and it'll just be easier. He'll be mo- monumental. Yeah. And then Inga's line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. She immediately jumps to, he will have an enormous Schwann sticker. <laughs> <laughs> and Frederick's, well, that goes without saying, yeah. it's just the beautiful rolling with it. Well,
1: we also just have like this great one of my favorite transition like scene transitions yes. and probably just film in general where you have Igor has drawn a sketch of what the guy would look like and they hang it on like a hook in the fireplace where you would normally like put a pot and they let it go and it swings and then that transitions into a swinging hanging body mm-hmm. which this entire graveyard scene like straight out of the original oh yeah oh except they did not remove
2: their jackets they did I noted that, that too <laughs>
3: Oh. They needed somewhere there
2: to hold and the and They jackets. ended up with very gross jacket. Yeah. They did. So but like they're costumed very remember, similarly.
1: Costumed similarly. They're both they're like Igor and Frankenstein are on the other side of the fence and they even do the bit where like Igor starts to stand and he goes, get down, you fool.
0: Verbatim yeah. from yeah. the
1: 1931. Yeah, the exact same lines. And like, I think the stuff yep. that the gravediggers even say to each other might be the same. Like, it's yep. the straight darkness from that. The, yeah, oh, yeah. Speaking saw. of which, we haven't said this yet, but like, good shadows in this film. <laughs> really good shadows.
0: I mean, we've missed a lot of opportunities for good shadows so far, but yeah. it's fine. There the will the be cinem- many more. Just
2: blanket cinematography, so on point. Yes. So Especially considering that like, black and white's not a thing right now. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I am I'm, I'm curious if they dusted off some, like, old-style professionals.
1: Well, Mel Brooks is very clearly a fan of, like, old-style slapstick mm, comedies from, okay. like, the 20s and 30s. Yeah. I mean, like, if you watch his stuff, like, it's very reminiscent of, like, Chaplin, Keaton, Marx Brothers, um, Three Stooges, yeah. Laurel okay. and Hardy. Like, it's a lot of that kind of joke. And so, like, you can tell, like, obviously, a fan of the old slapstick comedy clearly with his adeptness at directing a black and white film in that 1930s style probably familiar with a lot of other mm-hmm. stuff from that era yeah mm-hmm.
0: so we they get the body well first they have that line about it could be worse it could be raining and then it rains, then it rains. <laughs> yeah. that that's one thing that i also did like about this film is like they tell you the joke but then it happens and it's still funny and so yeah. they managed to pull it off which is j- magical almost
1: It's got to be the actor's reaction. It
0: it really is. It really is. But then we get the scene where they're rolling this casket down the street. And Mm -hmm. they very obviously are heading for this one lone rock in the (laughs) middle of the damn street. (laughs) Everything comes out. You get the arm that pops out. And, of course, you have the British constable that shows up in (laughs) Transylvania. In
2: Transylvania, of course. They They always show up at the most opportune moment. Exactly.
1: You have, like, uh, Frederick. I, I feel like we should just call him Frederick um it feels less formal which feels appropriate but he's got like <laughs> the buttons. the dead corpse's arms like kind of under his arm yeah. sticking out from his coat pretending it's his arm and like he uses it to like shake the constable's hand and the guy's like oh sir you're like really cold usually like, go in and warm <laughs> up yeah. and that's just that whole scene's just a great interaction oh, and I gene wilder it. being amazing
0: so now we get the scene where he's finally on the table and we get to see him in his, like, full gigantic mm-hmm. glory. And now it's, his like... His
2: monumental self.
0: <laughs> exactly. And now it's time for the brain. Which, of course, they want the, like, scientist... Uh, what is his name? Hans Delbrook. Thank you. And I've seen
1: this movie too many times. It's
0: fine. But Igor goes to the brain depository, which apparently yep. after hours you put the brains in the slot... Um, yep. Don't know if knew. To
1: which reach you knew. Yeah, exactly. And open the door, and then he get scared by his own
0: hand. <laughs> well, and that's some beautiful foreshadowing for the scene that we know is coming next, yeah. when Hans right. Delbrook's brain gets dropped because he gets, scared by, gets scared by his
1: reflection in the mirror. Reflection. Which is very—I don't remember exactly what uh, it's
0: close. Fritz in, gets scared by. Gets scared by
1: the skeleton, right? Yes, and okay. the big shadow
0: on the wall. Gosh, gotcha.
1: yeah. Hashtag bad shadows.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But good, but good shadows, shadows. <laughs> um, and so now, of course, we get the abnormal brain.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So we know where this is going. Yes. So, now we get yeah, the scene. Yes.
1: Now we have the yeah. creation scene where oh. we get the elevate me right here, right now.
0: No, the platform. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing reaction because it was just like, oh, duh. What Again, am I like thinking? <laughs> I,
1: I feel like Terry Gar and um, Gene Wilder's performances, like. Y- there's an element of ridiculousness to them, but a lot of their reactions are so mundane and so normal. And you're like, that right. would be my reaction. Right. But yeah, this whole like creation scene, Gene Wilder is 100% channeling Colin Clive. Oh, yeah. But of course, our monster is not alive right away in this one, which I think I want to say that happens in Bride of Frankenstein too. Yep. It does. Okay. Yeah. Well, not no, okay. in
0: the original Frankenstein. That was the case, I thought. No,
1: no,
3: no. no. no he his, twitches his, immediately. His I think,
1: I think oh, it might be Bride right. or maybe okay. it's son, where like... Somebody comes in and they're like, the monster's alive, and no one believes him. And they're like, whatever. Interesting.
0: But I love the, well, if there's anything that science teaches us, it's to accept failure with quiet dignity and grace.
1: Thor's tantrum <laughs> <Exactly>. starts beating <laughs> the monster, and, like choking the monster. And being well, like, and that's what where have you done, done to me? me?
0: I wonder if he started his heart by beating the monster.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go.
0: Like, oh, I don't yeah. know. It's like
2: CPR, yeah. it's
0: pretty fantastic. So we end that scene and we finally get to see the like townspeople scene where we're finally getting some of this like, okay, we know that if there's a Frankenstein in the mansion, there's going to be a monster sooner or
1: later. And we have this constable character
0: with the ratchet arm with
1: this. arm, he's got a ratchet arm, but he also has an eye patch, which he keeps a monocle on in that eye.
0: Oh, and want to talk about ad libs? That monocle falls off, picks it back up. Breeze on it, wipes it off, and sticks it right back he on his backpack. I was like, eyepatch. I
1: wonder if that was planned. I was like, it has to be, like surely. But it's that. I'm not
0: sure it was planned. I don't know. I, I, would, I, I, th- th- I would
1: think it wasn't. But um, that that actor does like a great job, and he's got this just outrageously strong accent, and like everything he does foot with stops, the one foot arm, right. <laughs> footsteps, footsteps, <laughs> um, everything he does with that arm is like, of course, super like rigid, and there's always this like kind of mechanical noise to it.
0: Yes. So. Mm-hmm we know that something's about to happen because he's going to go and investigate. Yeah. Yep. Very serious man.
1: So yeah. they discover that the monsters awake because no, it's making they don't no- yet. well they it's making exactly. noises. They're at, dinner, They're at first. dinner. I know I'm trying to Well, yeah, but you love, remember touch
0: my food and then you just like, I'm like, we have to talk about the touch my food part. And he
1: grabs it. Exactly. Inga's (laughs) like,
0: why are you so down? You haven't even touched your food. And then again, throws another tantrum. Yeah. But there's also
1: like they hear the monster making noises, but at first he thinks it's Igor quote, making a yummy noise, which (laughs) that line just cracks me up.
0: I love it. But yeah, so (laughs)
1: the monster's awake bad timing because the constable's coming to visit. So, I think I think this is another one where they have the knock on the door and they do the kind of cascaded yep. look. Um, well,
0: but they have the whole charade scene first before the constable even gets there. So, they go down to investigate oh the noises yeah. and Well,
1: this is another example of where they take what the original did and yep. they take mm-hmm. it the one further comedic mm-hmm. step because you have you know the monster, kind of looking like it's learning to walk, and Frankenstein's yep. there, and yep. it's like you can do it. And then of course, and he does his "It's a lie," yeah. And yep. Igor does like lights a match, and the monster freaks out, so we learn it's afraid of fire. But then it starts choking Frankenstein, and in you know the normal movie or the not the normal movie in the original movie they just sedate the monster. And this one, they have to play charade. Yep. <laughs>
0: it's like three words, three first, words syllable.
1: first syllable rhymes so like, with head. Yes. <laughs>
3: Much um, more comical. When I but in it?
2: general, I feel like like when Frankenstein does realize that the monster's alive, like there's just so much more compassion in his eyes when mm-hmm. he's looking at the monster than the original. The original. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, and so then I like so that's like that goes yeah. back to the heart that you're oh, talking about, yeah, right? For like, sure. like, there's a lot more heart yeah. as well as comedy. Oh yeah, yes. yeah.
1: Well, and I think too, I like that they turn the sedative joke and the charade joke back in on itself because mm-hmm. after that happens, Frederick's like, um, Igor, so like a. Whose brain did I actually put yes. in there? Because that was not Hans Abby sober, was it? Happy, Someone Abby happy, normal. normal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. And so then Frankenstein goes to choke Igor, and Igor starts doing the charades like three syllables. Three. <laughs> and Inga starts guessing again.
0: <laughs> but I, again, the what they guessed is set a give, <laughs> which instead of sedative, I'm like, okay, come give on. Give him
1: y'all. a set a give. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> then you have the knocking on the door and the constable's which, there. Yeah, he so. uses his
0: hand as a knocker. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And then we and have kind the, of
2: foreshadowing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And we have the dart scene, which yeah. is only important because the darts go through the window and end up punching holes in the constable's yeah. tires, which is great. But So they again this... you have
1: like the joke and then it kind of gets they they carry on the joke, but they carry it on like the right way. They don't right. beat it to they death. It they just like far. let it happen.
0: Exactly.
1: But yeah, basically he's like, you know, no, 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 no. I'm I don't have anything. It's fishy going on up in here in this castle.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: That that was a verbatim <laughs> quote. Right. right.
0: But now we get to see um Frau Blücher, mm. Blue Blue
1: You said it right. That's the closest <laughs> any of us is gonna I, get. Roll yeah, with it. Sorry, it. I'm
0: trying. I'm embarrassed by my lack of
2: cosmopolitanness.
0: Okay. Anyway.
2: <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> um mm.
0: there's a there's a scene where she's like playing. Figures out what the monster really likes because like, she she's knows
2: playing she likes that music. song. She's playing <laughs> music, um,
1: which I they never say this, but like in my head, it's that like
2: that was the song that the original monster was played and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They say that, so they say oh, that uh, Victor Frankenstein like w- would play his violin to the body as okay. he okay like, prepping it. Well, that makes something. sense.
1: I guess I did just um, absorb that information. Didn't realize dope. it, but they. <laughs> Do a bit here where you have the monster going to like catch the notes, mm-hmm. which I like because one again is the like childlike innocence of the monster, but that is actually done in Bride of Frankenstein. So, oh, interesting, yeah. Oh, nice. So, we all reminded me
2: of the light scene when he
1: like oh, moves yeah, light well, they and have, and Franken- this is going forward in Young Frankenstein a little bit, but they have you know that the blind character played wonderfully by Gene Hackman, yes, um, mm-hmm. for so much comedy that is actually there is a character a blind character in bride of frankenstein mm-hmm. who sort of is I the first one this. to show the yeah, monster like acceptance and friendship and like yeah. starts to teach him how to talk and like what is good and what is bad and the monster finds the blind man by the blind man is playing a violin and the monster hears the music and he, he's like catching the notes oh and stuff. nice so, yeah.
0: so back to this the scene where Frau Blucher mm. is playing the violin, mm-hmm. it's like they start asking her all of these yes no questions. I know what you're leading up to, and I'm, she's like, yes, "Yes," and then plays I'm doing like the thing a that Ian stop. did
1: while we were watching it, where I'm starting to giggle in
0: anticipation
3: oh, of the joke I amazing. know is coming.
0: But I love that scene because she you use the violin to like build tension because you have that rising double stop figure yeah. that mm-hmm. she plays after saying every yes, mm-hmm. and, and then finally he was my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> The delivery in that is amazing. Oh, so
2: perfect! And si- I'm it's so that nobody cracked.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> me too. Would have. But I love it because it's simultaneously so dramatic and so diminutive. <laughs>
2: Just so, so ridiculous. Like, so ridiculous. Oh my
0: god! So that again. Now We're the saying. monster's out. So we know the monster is loose. Talked about that. Uh, the other scene where the three of them put their hands near their mouths, like, "Oh God, what's going to happen?" Yeah. And now we get to. The parallel to the Maria scene from yep. the first Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which where
1: he throws the little girl in the water. Yeah,
0: she doesn't get thrown in the well. I'm gonna just like ruin that now because <laughs> yeah. I was really worried. Then she gets
1: <laughs> um, catapulted okay. off of a seesaw but, like into, into
0: her, her bed. Into her
2: bed. I was worried, but also the little girl this time was a lot more demanding.
0: She really uh, was. So I would have been a
2: little more okay with
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Sit down." And i was like, "Sit don't.
1: down." That is, that is Do one this. thing. Like, <laughs> This movie, Calm I think, down, does girl. not quite capture. And that is just, like, the sweetness of the... Like, the tragedy and the sweetness of the monster yeah. in yeah. those moments in, like, the original. And then, again, in, like, Bride of Frankenstein with the blind man, the monster... Like, this movie doesn't quite capture. Although, it... The blind man still breaks my heart in this one. Because we open... It's him praying, and he's, like, just yeah. praying for a friend. And Yeah. <laughs> that gets me every time, oh. man.
0: But, like, to go into that scene more, like... I felt so bad for the monster in this scene because this blind man, like,
1: like he's ladling hot soup, ladling miss the bowl, yeah. and like it goes into the monster's lap. And the monster, for for a monster that like freaked out and was like strangling Frankenstein, he's so patient. With he this blind really man. is. He really is. It's because there's no light involved. It's fine. Well, they do light the match to do like the Except cigar. Except it was oh. his finger. <laughs> Except for he accidentally lights his finger instead yeah. of so the cigar. But again, that is from like the Bride yeah, of Frankenstein where he like teaches the monster to smoke. Oh, yeah.
0: nifty. Yeah. But, but I that's that- when the
1: monster runs out. Exactly. Is when he lights his finger yeah. on fire.
0: But one of my uh, favorite ad-libs in this is I was going to make an espresso.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> at least I'm pretty sure that was an ad-lib. But oh, loved that one. So, we now get a scene where they capture the monster for the first time, and they're luring him with Frankenstein playing yep. the violin, which, yep. okay, every time someone played a violin here, I know it was comedic for effect, but my heart hurt for how poorly they faked it.
1: Dude, you can't <laughs> even talk. You play viola.
0: Okay, you know what? At least I don't fake it. My,
1: my heart hurt, too, me: <laughs> You, you might, might as well, well. for
0: all the rest. Gita plays violin. You might yeah. as
2: well for all the rest you have.
0: Hey, counting's hard.
2: Wow. <laughs> You and you're in a different class, so you get points for that. Dude, I
1: thought you were a violin We have a violinist. No, <laughs> so am I. You got trash talk oh, the viola. Take okay fair point. Hey, what but at kind of least are you? at
0: least I'm going to be warm longer when I have to burn it for firewood in the p- apocalypse.
1: Well, at least people don't <laughs> want me to burn my instrument for firewood. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,
0: they have the monster. He's back in the room, and this is where. Frankenstein is bringing, as Maggie said earlier, the heart to it. Yep. And he's like, do not, l-. he's going to go into this room. You have in the castle, you have Frau Blücher,
3: <laughs>
0: Inga, and Igor all there. And Frankenstein's like, okay, do not let me out of this room. I'm going to show him love and transform him. He goes into the room.
3: <laughs> and immediately is like, <laughs> oh let me out, let me out, let me out. But, let me out, let me but out. Frau Blücher <laughs>
0: is like, no. And like covers the door in her dramatic.
3: Yeah, very with dramatic.
0: Again, amazing physicality. Mm-hmm. And he's still in there. And then we see Frankenstein. This this whole scene here, he's like, oh my be-. then Frankenstein's like, oh, this is a good boy. Like this whole yeah. scene was like. Well, first he turns around just goes,
1: Hey there, handsome. <laughs> and the monster's like, what? what?
0: <laughs> I love it. And then he's like, yeah. oh, that is when, okay, so he's been Frankenstein yeah he's
1: been insisting Mm -hmm. that he's frankenstein and
0: this is where he's finally like no i'm frankenstein so this like i love that transition right like i take ownership of you
2: you are not evil also can he be my hype man for everything because i got like super pumped you were like (laughs) yeah i was like yeah "Yeah, the monster is a good boy (laughs) we are good people
3: this is great
1: (laughs) and then this is where we go into the presentation to the Transylvania Academy of Science. science.
3: When you're blue and you know where to go go go. to. Um,
1: Yeah, so this is where we have the putting on the roots numbers. Yes.
0: It's really, I mean, it's great. He's like his trained puppet. He even like treats him after the monster does Yeah, Yeah, so first he
1: goes through a demonstration of like, he can walk forwards, he can walk backwards. And there's that one bit where he turns around and just like pops a treat in the monster's mouth. (laughs) Because he's a good boy. Exactly. (laughs) He's a good boy.
0: I'm surprised he didn't pat him on the head. He probably couldn't reach. Yeah. But um, we get a stage light that bursts. Which can we
1: appreciate that once again, we're using practical effect. I mean, not that I'm sure, I don't know what other options they would have had, but they're doing the same thing that they did like in the 30s movie where like the actor, Peter Boyle playing the monsters on like platform shoes and they're shooting him from low angles to really yep. get like the height to the monster.
0: Yes. Yep. Gorgeous. Yes. I agree. So we then get a burst stage light, which mm-hmm. throws everything into chaos, because, again, we know the monster does not like fire, does not like bright, like flashy mm-hmm. stuff. And so this is where the monster gets taken into custody.
2: He's chained up. Because basically... apparently people just keep lettuce under their seats in the old-time movie. Yeah, they're that was the part you know, that, you know, that I was like,
0: they're throwing things at them and heckling them. At, I just, oh. I
1: accepted that so quickly, too, when it happened. I was like, of course. It's like, you get some lettuce, you get some lettuce, you get some lettuce. <laughs>
0: But that's when... Um,
1: when we have him chained up and we again have a throwback to the original where you had like Fritz mm-hmm. terror, like, terrorizing the chained up monster. And this time we have yeah. like a policeman doing it. The monster strang- strangles, I think, the policeman, kills the policeman, rips off the shackles. Yeah. yeah. Goes to run away. Amazing parallel.
0: Nice. Now, what I think is probably in the same, like in a parallel timeline is Mm -hmm. when we finally get um, Madeline Kahn's character Mm -hmm. returns. She
1: returns. She
0: does. So, well, wait. Before she returns, like, you get that Inga and Frankenstein hook up. They're up on the platform, up in the ceiling. Frau (laughs) Blücher comes in and is like, where are you? Where are you?
1: It lowers down. (laughs) And they're there with
0: their, their, like, like, um, post-coil (laughs) cigarette.
2: And I love how chill Inga is about that, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Inga's just like, eh. I'm here for it, right? <laughs> right. But you have Madeline Kahn walk up in this amazing fur, get out at getting out. of Yeah, she's of this
2: got church. like the the full mm-hmm. fox stole exactly. around her neck, and oh yeah, head, feet, everything, yeah.
0: shoulders, knees, and toes too.
2: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Anyway, you have Igor come up and basically immediately
1: start hitting on her, exactly. but then there's a bit, and apparently I have read that this was ad libbed, where Marty Feldman just goes for the fox stole and it like kind of like. Kind of like a dog, almost. Yeah. Yes. And Madeline Kahn just like whacks him on the head with her purse and is like, "Get off! Get off!"
0: It was beautiful. Going and with the everyone flow.
1: else just doesn't react like
0: perfect. Yes, and oh, like yes, so good. amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's tension between like uh, Madeline Kahn's character and Inga.
0: Yeah, because she's like, "What do you help with, Inga?" And she's like, "Oh, we have intellectual discussions. We're in fact
1: just we're having, having one. We're just <laughs> having <laughs> one. He's like,
0: oh, no. So. Uh, we then we then actually get the jail scene. Yeah. Then after the jail scene, we get a uh, just Madeline Kahn and Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder together.
3: <laughs> he's
1: so melancholy because his is. monsters escaped, and he's like holding her mirror. He's like on the floor, kind of hugging her leg as he holds her mirror while Hashtag she like whipped. Yeah, well, she like kind of I guess does her makeup before bed. I don't yeah, know exactly don't know. what she's doing. Listen, lipstick smears, <laughs> but there's I love when she just like darling, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly does not care. Oh, I, love
0: it. oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so, so, so much. And she's like, no, you can't stay with me. You have to wait until I'm completely and totally legally yours. But then they
1: do like the, like the goodbye. He's like, good night. She's good night. I love you.
0: No tongue, no tongue <laughs> in the good night kiss. Yeah. So then we cut to her Brushing her hair, or should I say, like beating you up need her hair? Can to describe
1: the way she brushes her hair? It's more like she has the brush and she just kind of like flicks the ends of her hair.
0: She's doing like multiple mini hair flips with her brush,
1: as you do. It's pre curling iron. It's how it's how it's how I, I brush yeah. my hair every morning. And again, every she's hair. singing. But this my is my why eyes, it takes me so so. Long to get ready in the morning. Exactly. I was wondering it why it took you so one long. Hair, <laughs> one hair strand at a time. <laughs> flip, flip.
0: But then we get a parallel to the scene in the 1931 Frankenstein, where the monster, the monster comes in yeah. and basically yep. takes her.
1: Well, he doesn't take her in the original <clears throat> one. She correct. No, he, yeah, correct, but in this T-Growl one he her. yeah, in this one he takes Madeline Kahn, and we have. That leads to, it's not, yeah, but it will lead to what I would say is the only like cringy joke in this film and the only one that I don't think. Yeah, we can go ahead well. and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. It's, so there's like kind of a rape joke. It's kind of, it's, yeah, I would agree. I wouldn't say it's kind it of a rape, a rape joke. joke it is a rape joke um, with like the monster and Madeline Kahn's character. Um, and I would say of the entire film, that is the only part that I don't think ages well, which I think is saying a lot considering but, like, a this a is thing. a 74 yeah. film. Like, yeah. It's.
0: It was icky. Now, like after that scene, there were some pretty good lines. Yeah, when
1: mm-hmm. it. I, f- I feel weird saying like it ends up being funny, but like they they do circle back on that joke in a way that's like not icky.
0: Yeah, because the what happened so the monster like forces himself on her, Madeline Kahn, and yeah. then she starts singing and becomes into it,
3: and that right. same
0: like singing part comes back. On yeah. Frankenstein and in Inga's Inga. wedding night, yeah. so right. like I get that joke parallel, but again,
1: yeah, it's yeah.
0: Now even between Madeline Kahn and the monster in the end, like there are some fun little lines. They're like, oh, the oh, yeah. little zipper neck, yeah, because
1: they're one. Oh, well, they're like married at the end, yeah, yeah. exactly, right. So which doesn't make that o- what, doesn't make that joke okay, you know. but like we'll just
0: yeah, we have accept the rest it. of He's... the movie is fantastic, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I really liked the way that they have the search scene, party scenes as well. So you mm-hmm. have the ratchet arm, uh, constable, not constable.
2: Yeah. Or, it's is fine. he a yeah. constable? I guess yeah, yeah.
0: like rounding up the search party and they're like, here, let's go. And we get this again, fant- a
2: very equal opportunity mob. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're searching through the woods and one guy just straight up runs <laughs> into a tree.
0: It took me to the third watch to find, like, see that it was perfect. Well, when
1: we were watching it with our friend Emma, she was like, "That would be me and a mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So now is when we get another parallel to the capture scene where they're playing that Mm -hmm. violin music. Yeah. So
1: this, God, this was one of my favorite jokes, and it is one that I did not appreciate. I would say up until very recently watching the movie, where you've got like lightning happening in the background, Inga Frankenstein. Um, and Igor on top of the tower. Inga's kind of like looking out. Her hair is blowing in the wind. Frankenstein's playing the violin with the monster's mm-hmm. song. He's really into mm-hmm. it. Igor is sitting there with a the horn and, like, very clearly, if you've ever played music, he is very clearly just counting rests.
0: Oh, and he okay. is putting all of his mental uh, energy into counting those rests.
1: It sounds and, like it takes him a Yes, lot of and energy. more rests. <laughs> And he's just like counting forever, and eventually just gets up, walks up to like the megaphone Frankenstein's using, and then just plays like,
3: da 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 da, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> And the guys sits <laughs> down and
1: is like counting more rests.
0: Okay, no, here's the thing. So funny. If you are a wind or brass player, or a viola you are, or a viola player, you get paid the big bucks to count all those to damn rests. I was and gonna come say, I as Violin
2: players exactly. wouldn't know what that's we like. What that's we like. got like. to actually play our we'll instruments. kind of showcase? the yeah. whole time. <laughs> it's <a> skill. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs>
0: I'm doing a Madeline Kahn hairbrush right now. <laughs> you yeah. <I> can't see. <laughs> but we get the monster back. They make him climb up the fucking wall.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I and was it looks like, very difficult. On. But I love that the whole time. Freaking side's so like, yes, you, yes, can, do you can do it. do <laughs> it. Again, the hype, hype man, man we all need in our lives. <laughs> yes.
0: But this is when we get to the transference. Yes. Which is a hilarious scene. Did because it? they
1: basically just decided that like the way they're going to save the monster... Is that Frankenstein is going to transfer part of his, like, not his brain, mental consciousness? I don't know. know. His not abnormalness. Transferring something.
0: The transference is almost complete, but the mob is coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they, they use, cut off...
1: They use the constable as like as a battering the battering ram.
0: It's amazing. Well, again, because he was knocking, He's got, and now... Which is
3: again, now, like, like a parallel arm, to the arm, knock, yeah.
2: right?
0: Yes. Loved it. So they come down, and all of a sudden, the monster, they get into the... Um,
2: well, because
1: it's been established that like they have to wait a certain amount of time yes. for this transference to take place. Like not a second more, not a yes. second less. And the mob comes yes. in with like, I don't know, like four seconds left or something like that.
0: And they, I think they pull the plug a little bit early. They definitely
1: they do. do. Yeah. Which is how we later find that Frankenstein oh, has some of the monsters consciousness.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting, but this is when you get a very eloquent speech by the monster who now has much better eloquence. Well, eloquence yeah
3: just mental
2: capability capability.
0: like can talk right can actually sing putting on the ritz (laughs) yeah Um, showstopper now so that's really the like end of the townspeople being afraid i believe it's
1: it's like the climax of the movie yeah
0: exactly so then we cut to what we find out is inga and frederick's well it starts it
1: starts with uh no, it, yeah, it's Inga and Frederick first. But apparently we've had a double wedding happen. Yes. So it's yep. Inga and Frederick and then Madeline Kahn. Who, her character's name is Elizabeth, but, like, guys, it's just, it's Madeline it's Kahn. Madeline. Um, and the monster, who, which you have, like, so Inga and Frankenstein come in. We spend, like, a couple minutes with mm-hmm. them. And then we cut to Madeline Kahn and the monster. And the monster's in bed with reading glasses, reading the financial Times, The Wall Street yeah. Journal. The Wall Street Journal. Yeah. And Madeline Kahn, you just hear her voice in the background and she's just like, daddy threw that party for you, say you liked it. Like she's so obnoxious. I love it so
0: much. (laughs) It's amazing.
1: (laughs) And then she comes out of the bathroom and she's in this nightgown and she's got the Bride of Frankenstein hair. Hair. And she does the like Bride of Frankenstein hiss and she does it so well, but then at the end she just does the like.
0: Well, she's like marching toward the bed and she like kicks off her shoes and she's singing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Fashion. come here. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's, yeah. It's, oh.
0: So it's amazing. Funny. So
1: funny. Um, but then, I think then we cut to Inga and yes. yep, Frederick again.
0: And they're, like, getting out of their wedding clothes, except for the hat, which apparently Frederick has to hold on to. And yeah. Inga starts singing the monster's the theme. theme, basically. The theme, yeah. And you see this, like, look in Gene Wilder's eyes, which was, like, a perfect emulation oh, of how the monster absolutely. was played. And it's like, oh, wait. There's some monster that got
3: transferred yeah, over here. Right. So
1: then you have, like, the callback with Inga singing, like, breaking exactly. into the song, and it, I think, rolls... No, then we... It just moves to a shot of Igor sitting at the top of the tower playing the monster song on the horn. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then, then cuts to the credits. credits and then it rolls credits. Oh,
0: So, I, again, this is a treasure. You should oh, watch it every time just, of the yeah, year. Just Not me. just Halloween. I'll watch it on like, Christmas.
1: This is... <laughs> Sure. This is, this is one of those movies, like, again, I've, I've seen this movie so many times, but, like, it never gets old.
0: Oh, agreed. Because, again, so you see funny. new things every single yeah, time. Right.
1: You see new things, and, like, we were saying, like, there's levels to the jokes. Like, you don't have to be a huge classic movie fan. You don't have to have seen the original Frankenstein mm-hmm. or but any of the others. But having watched it, like, it made this movie better if you all do. the funnier. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, and I'm going to go back and watch Bride of Frankenstein and yeah. Son of Frankenstein. Yeah, then, I still
1: need to watch yeah, Son. Exactly. I actually have all four of the ones referenced.
0: Ooh, nice. Yeah, I so I can run them out. But, no, so it was great. This is definite watch for me. I think it's a definite watch oh, for yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. absolutely.
1: Agreed. It, it's one of those ones that, like, if you are having a movie <laughs> night with friends and they're like, I want to watch something funny, you're like, I got you. Mm -hmm. I would say it's also, it's a, I think this would be like a good gateway movie. If you are like a really big classic film fan and maybe you have friends who like aren't quite there yet to where you're going to be able to show them kind of the more old school stuff or like show them the stuff from the thirties. Because I think there is sometimes with like thirties and forties, but especially Mm thirties movies and those like early sound films, Mm -hmm. there's like a little bit of patience required and like, There's some getting used to. Yeah. It's because it's a definitive style. They're learning the technology. The pace is generally a little bit slower than what we're used to in like modern movies. So I would say this one's a good one to kind of like get people sort of familiarized with the style, Mm -hmm. but with like a slightly more like updated pace. Well the
0: comedy is definitely modern.
1: I've never I've never shown this movie to someone and had them not love it. You had a look on yeah, your face I'm, like you remembered that happening. Well, and no, I, was no, like, no. I, I
0: was just like, are you sure? Did you ask everyone?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't shown it to everyone, but everyone who I've shown it to has liked it.
0: Yeah, there you yeah. go. So again, that is not me trying to say you shouldn't watch it because it's amazing and a treasure. No, no. So. It's, it's
1: uh, The whole movie is a treasure. <laughs> it's just a treasure. Everyone's a treasure. It's all treasure. It's good. Anyway. <laughs> it's really good. So... Well, highly recommend.
0: Well, with that, I'm yeah. Ian... This is Maggie.
1: Oh, let me tell people how to get in contact with us. No. <laughs> what do you care? You don't even look at the social media. I run that. Um and, anyway, if you want to get in touch with Ian in particular, like <laughs> you can still go to the social media. Don't worry, I will pass it on. Um, but yeah, so you can find us on Twitter or Instagram. We are at best Pod on both, or you can email us in at bestpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe rate review especially like review and rate because that is how other people will find us it will help us move up like the iTunes charts and like stuff like that so anyway for people who have thank you
0: and with that I'm Ian this is Maggie and of course our special guest Sangita. hello <laughs> and thanks for listening